Welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Andy Harmer and we are really grateful for your company on our latest episode. Now, one of the things that we have been observing in the cruise space over the last five to 10 years has been that meteoric rise in expedition cruising based on the fact that many customers want to explore off the beaten track destinations and based on the fact that many cruise lines are investing in new ships, new experiences and new itineraries, that growth looks set to continue for many years to come. So we sent Craig Forsyth from Clear on the latest ship from Swan Hellenic, the SH Vega, on her christening cruise from Helsinki. And Craig chatted to Mario Bunas from Swan Hellenic about the future for Swan Hellenic. Take a listen. Good morning, Mario. Good morning. Oh. Welcome on board. Great Thank to you. see you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Privilege, a privilege. <laughs> um, first of all, huge congratulations. Thank you very much. It's been a wonderful 24 months and it's a fantastic moment to be able to say the Russian board SH Vega, having had the christening and sailed out of Helsinki shipyard now and crawling across the Baltic, as you say. It's just beautiful, and we've been blessed with the weather as well. Exactly. I think Clear organised the weather. For <laughs> I'm <you>. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah. laughs> um, so just tell us briefly um, about your, your role. With, with my role? Well, I joined the company now uh, two years ago, officially working on Swan Hellenic, and it's been a fantastic journey so far. The team have all worked amazingly well, and during the pandemic, all being spread out across the world in different offices, but we've managed to create a brand and really sort of take the heritage brand that it was Swan Hellenic from the 1950s all the way through to today. And this beautiful ship here, the beautiful Swan Hellenic SH Vega, it's just great to see the brand new ship, boutique, beautifully designed, Scandinavian feel. It's just wonderful. Yeah, so that's, um, you described as boutique expedition cruising. So, yeah, yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about why, why boutique? Well, I think when the when brand were putting it together, we were kind of sat there as a team looking at the type of ships we wanted to build the type of, of uh, product that is in demand and boutique ships are beautiful 100 150 people is a really nice sort of number to have on board because it grows that intimacy on board when you're in a, a cultural expedition company we're able to kind of sit together with the lecturers the expedition teams and sit and listen to the lectures and bond between the guests and from the original swan Hellenic days when we took over the brand and i spoke with some of the old swan Hellenic guests they formed their relationships and their friendships 20, 30, 40 years ago, and they're still in contact today. And we love that story. It's very much about a warm sort of feeling, almost like a little bit of a Mediterranean sort of feel to the staff on board the ships as well. Mm-hmm. But it's all about a real kind of, we call sophisticated elegance, mm-hmm. and with an understated service. It's purely there just to make everyone comfortable and to feel wanted, warm, and everything they need is there. Yeah, and I can certainly, from the past couple of days, I can bear witness to that the fantastic atmosphere on board and absolutely amazing design so congratulations again oh thank beautiful you. ship the team have done a fantastic job mm-hmm. excellent and of course um vega is not uh, your first ship no uh, sh minerva launched uh, last year just ahead of uh, the antarctica season having sailed the antarctica season, we we're very blessed again that we we're able to help and to run most of those cruises and uh, the, the fantastic views we already had from those ships gave us the confidence that we know that shv being the sister ship would be a great product as well. And as she's heading now to start her Arctic season, okay. starting the 20th of July, it is a wonderful thing to see both That's ships out in the water. That is, it's great. And are they exactly twin sisters, let's yeah, say? Yes, so those oh, two yeah. ships are twin sisters, identical in every way. Uh, an SH Vega, uh, sorry, SH uh, Diana that we have, that is the new ship that's been built at the moment, ready for early 2023, mm-hmm. ahead of the seasons. 
Fantastic. Yeah, we were lucky enough as well to uh, take a peek oh, at the build. Yeah, back in the, in the shipyard in Helsinki. It's not often that you get to go into the dry docks and to actually sort of see this magnificent piece, but we were able to get in there, as you say, and see the ship being that it's only two blocks left remaining to go through. Fantastic. Uh, but the ship is ahead of schedule and will be delivered early 2023 and she's larger so what does that uh, translate to in passenger numbers well for example here on the sh vega and sh minerva we have 152 guest capacity on the ship 76 cabins on the uh, diana it's only slightly larger and that's about 192 passengers mm -hmm. on board. okay so we've increased obviously the size of the ship to accommodate but we also have a number of slightly different categories of staterooms but Again, the one thing that's really unique about Swan Island as well is the space-passenger ratio that we see in the place. It is huge. The comments we've had today and yesterday from some of the travel from the guests are the fact that actually it doesn't feel so, feel so spacious as opposed it to just that, especially the number of people on board. Mm -hmm. And that's something we're very proud to continue through. Yeah, and I think the, the design as well adds to that, that yeah. feel, definitely. Yeah. So just quickly, the, the, the difference, the accommodation. Do we have these staterooms? Yes, so in, in terms of the staterooms on board here, we have uh, a, a small number of ocean view cabins. The majority of our, of our staterooms have uh, balconies and outdoor sort of spaces there. They're all very sort of spacious. The balconies, and then we have uh, suites and premium suites on board here. Okay, fantastic. And um, let's say, talk about um, Vega, the ship. Um, do you have a favorite part of the ship? Oh, it's so hard to say, my favorite part of the ship. I, I, it, was, it's a, it was an amazing experience to actually step foot on the ship for the first time and actually really experience it and see the side. So for me, I have a number of spaceship things. For me, I think the, um, the observation lounge is really well designed. The Scandinavian mm -hmm. feel of the ship and the, the, the design of it is so that we have huge windows throughout the whole ship as well. So you can feel part of being outside without being outside. Mm -hmm. So I love the, the space inside there because it's a great environment actually to receive a lecture or a, a presentation. And there is a main stage, but actually I love the slightly sort of high rise of the TV screens dotted around. Yes. It allows people not to be stretched trying to see everything yeah. you see because they've got the screens to the side. And then on top of that, there's also the ability that if guests do not want to uh, sit down and prefer to be in the rooms, they can go back to the rooms and actually stream the, the lectures from their rooms as okay. well. So yeah. guests get that sort of feel. So whatever they're looking to have on that day, if they want to be part of the team or they'd like to sort of sit in privacy and just to relax for a little bit they're more than welcome to mm -hmm. but they can still take in the lectures that we have yeah i noticed those uh, those pop-up tv screens i think that's a fantastic idea yeah and it's unobtrusive again it's no. easy to go through uh -huh. yeah and then just outside though one of my other favorite parts is we saw yesterday was the little nooks outside the observation uh -huh. lounge the little bonquet sort of seating areas you have there because sitting inside there it takes away any sort of wind fans that you're going through and in the, in the colder regions, there's a heater above your head as well, just mm -hmm. to kind of keep you so with obviously the blankets. And you can just imagine yourself sitting there, sunsets coming down. As we saw yesterday, it was continuous sunset throughout most of the evening, yeah. and just the beautiful <laughs> little seating areas that we have on both sides of the ship. No, oh, that's fantastic. I think uh, that's where I'm planning to have my siesta this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> but then you can't not talk about the swan nest. That is another sort of part of the ship, which is a little unique as well for our ships. Mm. And as you go through and go down there, it is almost as if the wind has stopped when you get there. And you're sat at the front of the ship with a great vista. It's just another little experience you get on top of this one. Island, so you just don't find uh -huh. elsewhere. Yeah, so that's just explain a little bit more. That's the area right at the, uh, so the, the bow right of the, the ship. Bow of the ship, and uh -huh. you get to go through a little sort of an arch as you go through into the into the lovely sort of nest area that we hold out. And it holds a number of people. You can easily fit around 50 people in there uh -huh. at a time. And it's just a great vista, and the view from there you just kind of have a look around. And it's 
Yeah, that was excellent. Saw that last night. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so, um, for the expedition sector and for Swan Hellenic, um, what would be your um, tips to our um, agent members? Well, that's that's great. I think um, if I look at our sort of products and what we're trying to do, I guess the first thing to, to, to think about is the fact that we're British and Heritage and International Outlook. We have a great brand that has some strong roots from the UK market and we're really developing the team to grow that market. And UK market and Irish market, they are very important to business. So for us, it's really about how do we deliver everything that's required, everything they need, and to also show our travel agent partners the ship itself. Mm -hmm. Now that we have both ships in the water, there's a great chance to get all of our agents on board to really understand the ship. Um, the other part is we've just announced our 2023 itineraries. Fantastic. And those itineraries now allow us to showcase the full range of our ships. And for 2023, we go to all seven continents of the world. And that's a great thing to be able to showcase not just the polar regions that our ships are built for, but also the other sort of parts that we're going to go through, from the Mediterranean, going back to the historical days of Swan Hellenic, being able to go through the archaeological sites of Greece and also through Sicily and Italy, and then down into to the African coast as well, and then round against the polar regions. It's just a large number. And then we're also there able to go through uh, Australia, and from Australia through the Pacific, islands all the way through which is another sort of great trip and different experiences again from mm -hmm. across the surface. so it's the breadth of our, our product that's really important to get across there too the ships themselves are amazingly built um, and when you look at the ships they're just beautiful booty scandinavian design and just very warm on board the ships mm -hmm. on that side um, the other thing i would probably talk about as well is the service style the under uh, the, the really nice sort of feel that you get from our service staff. It's, it's beautiful, it's warm, it's attentive, and mm -hmm. understated in that side, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't talk or discuss ourselves as luxury, but more about sophisticated elegance is the mm -hmm. way we like to perceive it. Because it is the sort of product that's all about expedition and exploring. You're putting on your boots, you're getting your jacks in, you're exploring the whole day, you're coming back in, but you're looked after, and mm -hmm. everything is taken except one step at a time, everything is looked after you. And it's just that beautiful ship that you just want to keep coming back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was down on the um, <coughs> base camp, where the, uh, is it Deck 3, I think? Deck 3, exactly. Deck 3, where is the jumping off point for your the the excursions, let's it is say. And well, for the Zodiacs. Yeah, onto the Zodiacs, yeah. Exactly. And they have the that. two, exactly, it's the two as well. So therefore, mm -hmm. for us, it's really important that all guests get us to spend as much time as possible on land as well as on the ship. Yeah. So we allow both of those to be open subject to weather conditions but equally they're able to get up quicker and easier and out into the toilets but it's such a nice warm it's a heated space as well mm. so thinking about the polar reach you sat there getting ready in comfort come back onto the ship and then obviously we look after the we clear and clean the boots and the jacks are all kept in there's a nice little heated kind of units as well to keep them warm again mm -hmm. and uh and the guests so far that we've had in antarctica they love the space it's just comfortable yeah. it's just a really good sort of place uh -huh. and they can go straight from there and about as it's about 20 meters to the beauty salon for a massage for a <laughs> that's treatment. very true I mean, yeah. and the hairdressers of, of course hairdressers. i mean i don't require those services <laughs> but, um, but uh, yes <laughs> but this, another sort of level of service we've had so far we also have a spa on board the ship and mm -hmm. treatments available here and uh, and so far on board the trip today and yesterday guests have been enjoying those treatments mm -hmm. and again all glowing reports mm -hmm. And then the other part I'd say for us as well to remember is that being part of the, the cultural expedition piece, we also have a citizen science project on board the ship, we yeah. a fully kitted out laboratory, ready to take on the, the projects that we're looking to take now for the next two, three years mm -hmm. in partnership with the citizen science programme.
Yeah, and maybe just a brief word as well, because we've seen a couple of lectures so far. Um, and if I can point out, um, it's Anthony Jinman. Yeah, polar, right. polar explorer extraordinaire. Oh, that was such a fascinating speech. It was, it and was. And we were talking, and uh, it was an interesting story of how we met him as well. It was in Antarctica last year, and he was in the middle of a, a project uh, in Antarctica, and obviously there were situations that developed due to the pandemic where certain cruise lines were not able to kind of turn up and pick up the guests, but we were in the area and we saw the opportunity to, to bring them back home. So we went out, we brought them onto our ships and looked after them. The stories they were telling us about their expedition, what they were learning, what they were doing in Antarctica, inspired us. And now he's on our ships and he's giving this great lecture about mm -hmm. And he was, was he not the, something along the lines of the 14th? I think he said the 14th. Solo. Yeah. Uh -huh. Obviously, I should go to Antarctica on a solo trip. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the story yesterday he was giving us was about his trip to the North Pole. Mm -hmm. And being mm -hmm. how only 200 people have ever done that particular trip. And again, just that, that fascination, the stories, the details he was going into mm -hmm. were just phenomenal. And again, the reception he received from our guests on board was, he was a fantastic speaker and amazing achievements. And I think my my favorite point that he mentioned, lesson when they'd been skiing over the ice all day for hours and hours, and then obviously because the ice is on water, moving. Yes. So <laughs> they were moved backwards and then had to cover the ground, let's say, that they'd already covered. But anyway, but amazing, great, amazing yeah. lecture. Yeah, great. And obviously I've I've seen there's a fully equipped gym and a lovely sauna with an amazing view, which oh. I'm going to try a little later. And you cannot, you cannot fall that way. For me, that is an amazing piece as well. When you're sat there, just imagine there being in the polar regions. And as you're sat there, you're going past all of this and the iceberg yeah. and going through. You're sat in the warmth, just watching out, and then just in front of that is a jacuzzi. Yeah. So if you didn't want to be inside, you can sit outside again and enjoy the weather, enjoy the business. Perfect, perfect. So tell us, um, um, Vega, um, we're heading to Copenhagen, and um, so the first itinerary for Vega is heading where? Uh, from Tromsø. So Tromsø. It'll, be, it'll be the Tromsø to Reykjavik, sort of starting point, and just really a great sort of piece of starting point market there. Found uh, with the team, we've managed to get some really good speakers on board. We've got a great expedition team, very well experienced expedition team on, on, uh, on the ships, and everyone's very excited to be ready to roll and to really take on their first passengers on the inaugural cruise on the 20th of July. Yeah, I mean, this is my first ship christening, um, but you could feel the excitement, and I think it was probably extra because, yeah, yeah oh. finally setting sail. And, and it's yeah. just a great start to yeah. see now post pandemic things happening again, being able to get to these events, to the shipyards mm -hmm. and interacting with all of our guests and our travel partners from around the world. It's just a wonderful experience. No, that's great. And listen, to, for the UK, um, obviously your colleague um, Tom, Tom Drummel is the UK sales director. He is indeed, So he's yes. possibly the contact that a lot of you might have already had. Um, and what are the plans for the UK market? Well, really, it's just about, we know the importance of the market for us. We know the, uh, the market, the demand is there for small ship, cultural expedition cruising. And we now have a job to do to really to work with you all, with the travel agent partners that we have to continue to develop more relationships with those and to help uh, provide everything they need in order to really sell Swan Lane to understand the product that we have. And a little bit like you and I today and yesterday, once you step on board, it's so hard to really yeah. understand to see how this comes together. Mm -hmm. But that is our plan is to really be able to showcase the ship to all of our travel partners in the UK, to work with them, to be there for everything they need to really support with all the marketing materials they require 
and the right information in the itineraries to really put us on the map. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, our agent members, you can uh, log on to cruising.org and you can see the key contact details for Swan Hellenic and get in touch with Tom. And Swan Hellenic, thank you, they're great supporters of uh, Clear events as well. Oh, so, yeah, watch out for um, them at upcoming events. Um, well, thanks very much again for uh, inviting us on board and uh, for speaking with me today. No problem at all. I'm looking forward to meeting all of our trial partners in good time. Fantastic. Thank I'll you. see you all. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that's just about all we've got time for on our latest Clear Cruise podcast. Huge thanks to Mario from Swan Hellenic and, of course, to Craig from Clear for telling us all about the growth, not just at Swan Hellenic, but, of course, in the whole expedition cruise space. Uh, as usual, you can catch up on the whole back catalogue of Clear Cruise podcasts via the website, which is cruising.org. We very much look forward to seeing you on our next episode. But until then, happy cruising. <laughs>